Hi, welcome back to Eye to Eye. It's been a while. And in case you forgot where you are, this is a weekly podcast talk show about passion, flow, and creativity, where we talk about how people take their dreams and turn it into their reality. I'm your host, Aaron Holman, and today's guest is Allie O'Leary. Happy you were able to be with us on the show today, Allie. So, Allie, welcome to Eye to Eye. I am thrilled that you're here, number one. And um, you're my first guest back on in a year. It's been a year since I've done this podcast. Welcome. How are you? Wow. Oh, thank you for having me. That's so cool. I love popping cherries. <laughs> so. A specialty of yours. I do know. <laughs> so, if you're not familiar with Eye to Eye, it's simply a podcast talk show where we talk to you about what you're passionate about what you experience flow in and uh, your various creative outlets. So tell us about yourself. Well, um, I am definitely a stand-up comic. Yes. And that has definitely been the biggest passion of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kept me alive and going in some places of my life. So, you know, I'm a big believer in if you have something that you are passionate about in life and you follow it in any degree, Mm -hmm. you will be successful to some degree for having done. Yeah. You know, I absolutely agree. I think it's, uh, I think it's more important to, um, do things that you're passionate about, you know, than, uh, I don't know, things that just pay the bills or whatever, you know, I need a reason for getting out of bed. Right. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know, I kind of had like a dysfunctional childhood and all the things went wrong. It wasn't all perfect. And that sounds right with comedy. Yeah, totally. Right. Right in the line. Mm -hmm. Right in line. Um, And my best friend, you know, had the most normal life and laundry day and all the normal things. And then we're a family. (laughs) And she was so comfortable and had all the security that I, of course, did not have. But I had passion that like woke me up in the night out of a dead sleeping, like gotta write this joke down, you know? Yeah. Like he changed majors four times and never really landed on anything she loved because she just felt lost. Mm-hmm. So I have like the greatest childhood, but I have this passion and this fire within me that burns brighter than the fire around me. And it's a passion for, is it for comedy? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like in general, mm-hmm. I mean, I've always been, a pretty passionate person. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> definitely passionate. I think comedy is actually how we even probably met, correct? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So we met uh, back in uh, Fresno, California. Neither of us are there anymore, praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> where it had to have been at Stummers, right? I think so. Yeah, that yeah, would make probably. sense. Through, through Mariah, most likely. Doing comedy in the Central Valley. Yeah. Mm-hmm cool that was such an open arms community for me to learn and grow and meet people and feel like a true performer get to get those when did you start performing um I mean I first realized I was in theater in high school so I always really loved the stage Mm. all the and um when I was a young child my mom would take me to like on an alternate route through the Honolulu Zoo just because the central stage was there and she couldn't get me off of it Mm. So go an opposite route. I like stages. So um, <laughs> I did too. Always did. Always have, 
always will. <laughs> but at the same time, I uh, it was interesting. Um, I remember my first draw to the stage. Um, it's like I wanted to be in the spotlight, but I was also terrified of being in the spotlight. Did you ever experience that? Do you still experience that? Blind optimism. Blind. Wow. To me, I am just, I am like, I am... There's, okay, as a child, mm-hmm. my mom and dad in Hawaii, we, I, I was raised in Honolulu, Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And my mom and dad took me to this Oscar Mayer wiener competition to be the Oscar Mayer wiener girl what? and drive the car and get all the cool stuff. Okay, I've never been thin. I was like born fat. So like, I've literally always been thin. So being the Gerber sure. baby was just off the table. So it was like right. Oscar right. Mayer. Like, but chubby, and they put me in this contest with all these local little island girls that are skinny little island girls, and I'm over here, and I can't even sit in the car, and that's why they didn't pick me. But <laughs> the story, <laughs> when I did my performance, because every kid would get up and dance, I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. You ever heard the Oscar yeah, Mayer wiener song? we all know that jingle. So we would get up and dance, and we all knew the song, and our parents had been like, Whoosh! sing it, you know? And so like, we all were singing the song. So it was like I, an Oscar Meyer beauty pageant? In essence. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A competition find the little girl that is going to spokesperson this hot dog car on the island. And it was Liddy, and I'm telling you, and I had time of my life, I was wearing a dress with little watermelon slices on it, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was so and I went up there and I flashed the entire crowd. Every single time I said, I wish I was an Oscar Mayer. Every time I turned to the side, I would lift my dress up. Every time. Oh my to the God. Side. Uh-huh. And I was fully, and my mom and dad had it on video. And they were just watching me. They're like, that is our daughter. Yes, that is. Oh. So that is, uh, you can say that that's where it began? Yeah, I- so comfortable i'll show everyone my panties under my watermelon dress okay that's how comfortable i am on stage <laughs> you know i think that the um that is a testament to how close you are with people too it's like when you'll let them see you in your underwear it's like we're really friends right i feel like barney in real life mm-hmm. you know <laughs> okay so this was your first uh, how old were you when this oscar meyer beauty pageant happened or oh my god okay so it sparked something in you definitely um and that was um you had an ability to make people laugh or get attention yeah Mm -hmm. always always and another thing my mom said i did at a young age actually in performing aspects was um run out in front of the parades people when we would watch parades wow and i was marching like and my mom's like you know, she kind of let me go. She let me go. She never, my mom really encouraged me mm-hmm. to be the whole child that I was. Mm-hmm. And then kids were like, moms were like, no, don't do that. And my mom's like, louder, jump, woohoo. Wow. You know, and I out into the line was woohoo. I love that. And that's what I everywhere <laughs> in front of the people in the parade. And they're just like, this kid's just out here marching. This is okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm very impressed because uh, as a child, I was actually very introverted. I had to like develop this extroverted personality through acting and, you know, uh, self-improvement books and all that crap. But it sounds to me like, I mean, it was just a natural draw for you. I, honestly, it makes me understand your bravery even more, you know, like. It's just blind. I think that's the key. The key is no you can't fear. really think. Yeah, you can't really 
even though I think about everything way too much, yeah. this is the one thing I've never thought about nearly enough. Because <laughs> if I did, I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> and that's impressive. You know, a lot of people don't have that. I almost, I honestly feel like it's just stupidity in a way. <laughs> like it, it's just, it's not even, I feel like how brave I'm like, I mean, I'm kind of just on idiot autopilot. I don't really know mm-hmm. that I'm doing anything on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm more just, I'm like, I like this and then just go do it. Where did it go from there in your childhood? What was the next place for you to put this energy as you started to grow up? Um, my dad, I, he asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up and I was about six or seven years old. And I said, I wanted to be on TV Mm. and he, I mean, okay, we'll take you to diamond head theater then and just see what you can do. What's diamond head theater? Um, in Hawaii, there's a really cool old theater. It's like one of the oldest in the U S actually. Um, and it's called diamond head theater. It is just this really neat old theater that singing and lessons and dancing and theater and things like that. And it was just an outlet for me to kind of discover those things. So like my definitely pushed me in that direction because he saw he saw what it is. He's like, this kid's probably can't do math, but you know, she's hell of an entertainer. So <laughs> So in that area, what parts of it did you enjoy? And then what parts of it did you not like? Were there Honestly, I really I deeply it's so weird. I love singing. Mm-hmm. I'm a theater I'm not Mariah Carey. I can't put out an album, but I can definitely bust out some pipes in oh, yeah. theater in a cappella situations and Mimicking is definitely a gift I have for sure in, in all aspects. Your voices, of yeah. So uh, just things like that. But I, I was so shy. I was so shy. So actually singing was a huge fear for me for a really long time. But then when it came to theater and acting and being on stage, it was just instant like a duck to water. Like this is something I can do without even thinking about it, you know? Mm. Thinking scared me and I would purposefully <laughs> make my family leave or if they heard me singing or I was just I was mortified I just wanted to die and you know to be honest with the reason as I aged I've like I said always been kind of chubby and thicker and not just the average thin person yeah um and a lot of things I thought were th- delusional little thoughts like nobody's gonna think I'm you know funny or that I can sing because there's gonna be like oh look at that fat girl trying to be funny and trying to sing <laughs> Real sad thought that like really deterred me in life. Yeah. So please don't let sad, delusional, shitty thoughts about yourself deter you from sharing your light. That you know, hey, if your favorite song, band, artist, painter, person said I'm not horrible, I'm horrible, and didn't do anything, you wouldn't have that inspiration. You wouldn't have that to cry to when you're at rock bottom. Very true. You need to be someone's shit to cry to at rock bottom. So we need to get our shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that, you know, it's very hard when it comes to creating to get out of your head and stop worrying about what other people are going to say or think or how they're going to receive it because you can't control that at the end of the day. You can only control creating the content and putting it out there, you know, and it's important, like you're saying, to put it out there because you don't know who it'll help. Right. And, you know, I've told a couple, I've really been voicing going through many deaths of prior former belief systems and things that I've been taught and told by people that are not living my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm also, I have to control, um, what it is, I, how I feel things and how I process things in my current self, who I am now. So I've, you know what growth, man, who it's ugly son. We out here in these streets. Okay. Like it's so, it hurts. 
because all these things that you were taught as a child, they were to build you a good foundation, but you can now do whatever it is you feel that you need to do for your comfort levels. You can change it up. Do what you want. If you want to eat cereal for dinner, you rock that. Yeah. If you know, it doesn't matter. All these arbitrary rules that we were put, uh, put forth. Uh, that's just so we weren't shitty kids. Mm-hmm. Now we're adults. Now we're decisions and call the calls and do what we need to do. Yeah. So that's where I'm refusing to stay stagnant and, and literally mad about it. Cause I'm not going to let, I'm not going to come this far and then stop now. Period. Stop what? Stop the process of uh, self-actualization, discovery? Well, the reality is, at the end of this, I really wish I had a YouTube to give you to be like, I'm Ali O'Leary and here's my YouTube. But I don't have that because I have more fear than motivation as up until this point. I understand that. This is more what I'm trying to push past at the current moment is all that garbage, you know, all that garbage, all that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. That will always be there, too. You know, it may be, you know, guilt, whatever. What I'm learning is just like uh, that imposter syndrome. It, you know, it will always be there. Something I'm working on lately is really the concept of, you know, people say, don't take it personally. Don't take it personally. And that's all we can do because we are persons. Honestly, I'm trying to just kind of forget about other people's stuff. You know, like yeah, I, I, I'm just trying not to think about it because the reality is none of them are thinking about my stuff. So n- we're all what scared of judging ourselves. Things that don't matter. Yeah, things that don't matter. Exactly, things don't matter. They don't matter to right. me, and they don't matter to other people even. And that's the part that I keep trying to remember. Man, you know, I came to the conclusion mm-hmm. the other day: there are people with half the ability that I have, or less. Oh. With all the confidence I never had and more. Oh, yeah. Thrive out here. Yep. Still in the game because they dared to believe in themselves. Correct. And Invested I in themselves. To, I want to take that jump. I want to take that leap. I want to be the zero tarot card. I want to be the fool. I want to be standing carelessly on an edge because I know that the universe is going to catch me. And I know I'm got. I'm going to get God. Yeah. Okay? And there's no other option than for the universe to take care of you, you know, at the yeah. end of it all. The, the whole concept of unity, the fact that we are all one, I also keep trying lately to remember that these things that I'm scared of, you know, the, the things that could happen, that's just me in another aspect. So when I think about, you know, um, producing content, giving it to other people to consume, and then what their opinion on it is, it's not really that important because it's like I'm giving it back to myself. So like... There is nothing to be scared of other than, I guess, not doing anything. A dear friend of mine the other day who I talked to, not all the time, said one key sentence that changed, that kind of shifted this shift. Well, amongst many other things along the line. Yes. (laughs) And she said, they're going to judge you anyway, right? Yeah. So you might as well just do what you want. And when I thought about that, that was the realest thing in the world. And I was like, oh my God, you know what? There's this word called sonder. And what it means is the recognition that everyone around you has a deep and complex, intense, amazing, sad, heartbreaking, beautiful life. And it's such an intense thing. And and it's something I've experienced through all of my childhood. I'm an empath. I feel and I see and I wonder. I look at businesses far before the COVID, 
I used to look at businesses and I would be like, oh my God, are they thriving in this neighborhood? Do they have like a solid bunch of people who's like, everything comes in every time on Tuesday. <laughs> How are they alive? You know? Yeah. And I would think like that. And that's really, you know, such a real thing is now we're being so introspective in these ways. Yeah. You were talking about Sonder. Yes. Before that, an amazing point. This, uh, they're going to judge us anyway. Mm, yes. Yes. They're going to judge us anyways. Uh, something that just recently happened, which was a very beautiful thing. Uh, a lot of beautiful things have been happening over the internet during these times. Uh, but recently Stephen Sondheim just had his 90th birthday. And so every 10 years for his birthday, they pretty much do like a giant Sondheim concert. He like handpicks the performers to like just sing his music because he has so much stuff. And there's a song that was performed in it uh, called Moving On. And it was actually done by Jake Gyllenhaal and Anna Lee Ashford. It was very, very good. But there's a lyric in there that relates to this. And it's one that I always go back to. And um, it is, stop worrying if what you're doing is new. Let others make that decision they usually do. You know, so don't let other people's opinion of your your creativity, your product, or your expression, your whatever – stop you because at the end of the day they're going to say bad things about you anyways and you can't let that affect your process of i don't know self-expression really yeah it's just yeah. so easy to forget that and then i hate so that <laughs> i do too and we it's because we live in a hyper aware society more than ever you know so we're we're all very hyper aware like if i'm honest with myself when i see a woman here in la yeah many amazing things, people, cars, all the shit to look at and be like, fuck, how do they get that? You know, what you're doing? I want to know. I'm curious. So even when you have everything, someone's looking at you and being like, I mean, her roots are kind of showing, like, how did she get all that money? I mean, she suck a dick for it. Like, yep. just be, and, even, and that's the truth of it. I don't care who you are if you're Gandhi, okay? Yeah. Everybody weird shit sometimes and judges and thinks things and wonders because we're humans. It's what we do. So even if at your top, there's some random bitch in a Prius like me with a roof rack looking like a fucking idiot judging your amazing life, <laughs> then, live, then live it. Yeah. Don't let that stop you. <laughs> the only spot where I think that there needs to be lines drawn between, you know, letting other people affect you and then just kind of forgetting them and being on your own journey is like harm, you know, like don't impose upon other people. You know, if somebody else has a different opinion, uh, let them have it. You know, uh, there's no need for you to have to argue with them. And that's something I'm seeing a lot on the internet nowadays with everything that's going on is like a lot of arguing. People don't know where to place their, their passion right now. And uh, it's spilling out in some gross ways on the internet. I, uh, I caught myself. See, I have ignored every game request for as long as I've ever had a Facebook, I do not argue. I basically do as little as possible online. I just post inspirational shit about crystals and puppies and cute things and happy things. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And that's why follow me and like me because I'm just chilling. Um, you know, I'm not trying to fucking start fights and stuff. But then I caught myself. I caught myself getting really frustrated with stupid, stupid people everywhere <laughs> that are now all at home cooped up typing crazy things in the middle of the night as they eat more things and just shove things into their mouth while they're eating while they're typing in the crumb fucking on the keyboard and now he's gonna go take it out on some poor mom from minnesota and she doesn't need your shit okay <laughs> girl okay so like, i just think i started to almost become 
the person that argues online. And I was like, oh my God, I can't do this. I, I, I literally have to stop myself. I deleted the Facebook app for like a week just to diffuse me fucking wanting to argue with people. I think that's smart. <laughs> I think that's smart. If you were to go back to it, uh, I mean, just like, I don't know, just try to have a little more humor about it then too, you know, and just. Exactly how I am now. I had to take a break to breathe. And then now it's kind of comical to me, honestly. Like now I get really into it. Now I'm just there for the comments. I'm like, yeah, fight more. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know, and I can like get, I'm a Scorpio. So I love um, all the fuck shit. So it's fine. <laughs> That's very, very true. Well, let's take a quick break. Definitely. And we're back. Allie, we were talking about passion. Go. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So I feel like the key to um, passion is just be delusional. Rock that shit. I'm a Scorpio sun, Aries moon, and I'm a Taurus rising. Stubborn is literally an understatement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like death gripping onto my dreams <laughs> forever and always. You know? Very true. <laughs> Stubborn. It just, it helps when you are just almost mad at it, mad about it. Well, what do you think? What do you think about that stubborn thing? What is it about that, that you think I don't know, fuels the creativity. Cause I, I have an opinion on that. Um, I feel like I live a lot of my life almost in spite of things. Mm -hmm. uh, so that drives the powerful me motivator. Oh my God. Amazing. So great. I mean, if you, you know, I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm spicy for sure. So I think things get under my skin and then it, 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 I, I'll see something you know, that'll remind me of something, maybe of something I wrote or a comedy piece that I had done and I see someone else parading it and doing it because they had a platform before I did. Mm. That just really me off to, enough to make me want to do things, mm. hopefully. So that, that, that energy can turn into fuel that you can right. use. Yeah, because you're like, that's my place. Like, I got, I got, I got things I want to say too. And then and now you're motivated to push forward and share more of your truth before other people do it first. You know, <laughs> very, very true. The good thing about that, uh, something that I've learned for myself is, you know, even if I say the exact same thing as somebody else, the thing is, it coming through my voice still makes it uniquely mine. Like it has my print, and so oh, absolutely even if it's the same thing, it's still mine and cannot be done by somebody else. That's what keeps um, me going because otherwise I would be paralyzed from fear of comparing myself to other people. I'm such a spiteful bitch. I'm like, I got to make sure I get it in before other people fuck it up. I'm just like so crazy. I love it though. Crazy has gotten me a long way in this life. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's funny. And another thing too, and I, this is all in um, that book, How to Think and Grow Rich mm -hmm. by, I have it right here, but I forgot who it was, by Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. It's in here and it, text, it talks about really essentially it was the first book really ever written on the secret about manifestation and the power of the mind and things like that. And really, truly, you know, I don't know if it's all the acid I've done or the passion that I've always had. I literally came out of the birth canal with my eyes open, y'all. Okay. <laughs> so I'm here, here. Okay. Yep. So <laughs> I've just always been that intense, intense, intense person. Um, but envisioning 
what it is that you're going for down to the temperature, the day, what you're wearing, how the wind feels on your skin as you sit in your mansion in the, your yard watching your kids play in the pool or whatever it is that you're trying to get or the smell of that dusty old back room because you're about to get your name called and you're going to go on this huge stage at the Apollo and you never thought you'd be here yeah. or whatever it is that you're trying to get to that point literally live in that end result feeling yes live in it that's where you live now in your mind you live in the mansion you live in the apartment you live in that fucking new car you wanted it's that's your life now the way that i've understood that is um some people will say it the concept of fake it till you make it i don't think of it like that i think of it as uh once you've begun you're already done i use it the same way that you're talking of that mindset of live in the end result you know, know right. where you're landing, where you're going and keeping it as a frequency gets oh. you there. Cause it's so, it clears, it will clear the road for you. Mm -hmm. And like, like it, 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 my path has been rather stagnant until I realized the power of the mind mm -hmm. once I realized, and also following my heart, because the reality is this apartment I just got in Los Angeles, the total dream, absolutely a huge, massive blessing from the universe. Um, I wouldn't have been able to get it by myself ever in a million years. It took me listening into my heart and my soul and finding the correct partner mm -hmm. to team up on this dream. And he loves LA as much as I do. He's from the middle of the desert. We both are so, we can't even believe that we're here. We're literally cracking up laughing like tourists standing in the middle of our street that we live on, looking at the Hollywood sign or looking at wherever cool is near us. You know, it's, that wonderment, that childlike wonderment where you're, everything is magic. Yeah. Everything is absolute magic. And you Every made your dream your reality. It's very impressive. I'm very proud of you. It starts with planning. What do you want? Do you want a man? Do you want mm -hmm. a, a partner? Do you want to do it on your own? Do yeah. you want, what vision do you have? So then it starts inside as a frequency, as a thought, as a, as a goal. Um, and then you have to combine that with action as well, because that's the yeah. thing that takes it from the creative headspace into the like physical 3D place. You got to hustle. You got mm -hmm. <laughs> to hustle mentality. You know, it's like I remember getting off of crutches and going right back to work uh, after I screwed up my knee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I was still, man, we were just hustling. It took a long time of having not much to get to this point of having the abundance we have. How so. long have you been in Los Angeles? Um, About, honestly, this time around, we've been here in June. It'll be a, a year and a half. A year and a half. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, what's going on? I mean, not much at right. the moment. Everything's still. <laughs> Um, I'm assuming they're going to start open up, opening up like, you know, just speakeasy underground mics for all of us to get our nuts off, you know? Uh, so have you thought about this concept? Have you thought about doing, uh, any online? I've begun seeing, uh, comedy stuff begun to be done online now too. You know, I gotta be honest. When I first saw it, just like every single one of us, yep. we were horrified. Okay? <laughs> all of us were like, Oh, kill us now. Totally. Yeah. Um, and no, everybody, I'm never going to do it slowly, but surely. Let me tell you, my friend, we are dropping like flies slowly, but surely everyone is going to be doing it because we're all desperate for attention. And you know what? And then I came to another thought. I was like, you know what? What? Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to sell out to this because literally you can ro roast Jeff Ross right now. 
you know? He's like, hey guys, I'm having a roast. Come tell me I'm a fat piece of shit tonight, eight o'clock. You know what I mean? So it's like now is the cool time where everyone's watching. Maybe now we could get exposure that we've never gotten before. Yeah. Who fucking knows? And the so- willingness of um, people to connect in honestly more informal ways than ever. Like, I feel very strongly like I could get in touch with celebrities pretty easy nowadays because we're all sitting at home online. Yeah. Like you said, looking for interaction. Looking for content to put on their online shows still. Ellen's still pumping. Everyone's doing their thing. I mean, I think Ellen is maybe, but I know someone was. Oh, tons of them are. Still going. Joy Behar is losing her fucking mind from her apartment on a slow every day, just like ticking away, like losing brain cells. Have you been watching Leslie Jordan? Uh, If you haven't, he's a gift to God and he's helping me get through quarantine. Leslie Jordan, uh, actor, gay man, the best. That's it. Okay. We haven't had Wi-Fi, but we're about to upgrade our life, upgrade like Beyonce. So mm-hmm. we're, it's about to happen for us. <laughs> so you are a comedian. You're living in Los Angeles. Your creativity and uh, how you create your material. Can you go into that process? Super personal. It's super, I really try hard not to get sucked into all the same jokes that everyone talks about in LA, right? There's such a bummer. It's so politically correct. And everyone's got, oh, well, there's bad traffic. Wah, wah, wah. Like, I'm not here for that. You know, I want to talk about real shit. So I try really hard to just be weird. And you know, I find that having so many mental disorders at so many, like throughout times throughout the day and massive anxiety and I smoke all the weed and then it's going to be more anxiety. I was like, I thought this was going to help. And then, you know, that really breeds a lot of funny shit. (laughs) Just being honestly, they call me fucking Allie for a reason. My nickname from my parents and my boyfriend and Mariah and all my dear friends and anyone who really knows me, I'm fucking Allie. So I trip, I fall, I do weird shit. I take shortcuts. Shortcuts in life are not the good deal, just FYI. Um, I'm learning as I age. It's better to take the long road and and get a, they get there alive <laughs> than be like, I'm just going to take this really quick shortcut. Ran down by a truck, all because she wanted to take the shortcut, stupid fucking alley. Oh, yeah. I, uh, as as myself, I definitely experienced a lot of that too. Uh, there was a lot of like running around trying to catch up in my life and none of that worked at all. No, you know, never- eventually had to get real about it and be like, okay, you need to learn how to like calm down, focus slow on down, right? <laughs> Everyone always tells me slow down. My mom's been telling it to me my whole life, but I don't listen to my parents. No one ever does. So whatever. But then my boyfriend, he saw me full on. This is a true story. I was trying to take a bite of chicken or something or whatever. And I came at my fucking face so fast with this fork. I literally chipped my front tooth a little bit, just slight, but nonetheless. And Trevor saw it happen. My boyfriend literally watched the profile of me just slam this metal into my fucking face. It's just like, are you okay? And I'm like, I mean, I guess I'm fine. And then like, I looked a couple days later, it wasn't anything obvious. It was just like a layer of enamel or something, but nonetheless, slowing the fuck down. If we like went at 
life with a zen-like pace. We wouldn't twist our ankles. We wouldn't hurt our feet. We wouldn't stub our toes. We wouldn't fucking alley spill things. I wouldn't, you know. You know what I think about, like, injuries and those sort of things is that is us being in disharmony with, like, the reality. You know, it is us trying to go too fast or trying to force something. And so, like, it's kind of a check from reality, those those accidents. You can't sit down now. (laughs) It's like, here's the ground. Yeah, face, ground, meat. Which I've done many a time as well. I actually, um, I wasn't honest with myself until the past year or so. I'm very clumsy, like, you know, as well. And I think it is the, um, we're just in a rush to get places. It's, it's, it's really hard to learn it. Honestly, it hurts. <clears throat> you want to feel as though you're a capable person. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and it makes you feel, it made me at least, me, it made me feel a little sad and like, oh, I'm kind of stupid and I just can't go. No, I have ADD. I have a massively functioning mind. I'm going a million miles an hour all day, every day. I have like four journals going at any given point. I'm a crackhead. I'm, of course, I'm running into things. There's a lot going on here. And I have ADD plus I have anxiety. That's not a good combination, by the way. Are there any other things on your list that you want to talk about? Yes. Um, I just wanted to say one last thing about... Um, Visioning it and feeling it, um, what feels um, what it feels like to be at that end point. Yeah, because you can rest in that. Just rest in it. You don't have to panic to the end, um, and you don't have to take too long either. You can do anything you want. Nothing can throw your path off from your destiny. You know, like you can't be thrown off mm. from is meant to be yours uh, in life. Okay, sarah, sarah. What will be, will be. Right. I totally agree. It's all these different roads and paths, but if you know what you want and what you desire and who you are, it's all the same destination. Mm. You can look at it all these different ways or, you know, do I have kids now? Do I have kids later? Do I buy a house now? Do I do one later? Do I want to just hike through Europe and find my soul and then come back and get a job? Do I want, you know, everything all, you can constitute your life in so many different ways. And it's essentially like a Tetris of your life, right? Like, where do I want my happiness to be in this portion of my life? I don't want to have kids late because I want to chill when I'm old, yeah. you know? Yeah. What you have to almost like, it's like a chess game uh, that's your, your painting. I think of it like one of those, uh, I read them a ton growing up, but I think about it like one of those choose your own adventure books. You know, it's like, I'm going to flip to page 42. If I want two kids, white picket fence, uh, I'm going to flip to page 39. If I want to go to the Himalayan Alps, there isn't right or wrong. And at the end of it, it's just choices and that's your life. And it's beautiful. And exactly as it was meant to be, whichever way it ends up. And, and that's another thing. Anytime you feel yourself having any kind of twinges of guilt I mentioned it on my Facebook because uh, I felt the need. It's almost a public diary. My teachers and friends are all on there and they give me really good feedback. And I mentioned I felt guilty a little bit for having this and, and this apartment that I have and all these things. And for having what you want and what you've dreamed about? Yeah, it made me feel bad because I see people that are homeless. I see people that are struggling all in our neighborhood. Um, funny story about how we know that there are people who are struggling in our neighborhood. Um, Trevor, my boyfriend went out, uh, to go to his job in the morning at 7am to AutoZone. He walks down the stairs 
and walks outside, looks around, and is like, oh my God, we live here. And then he takes three steps and sees a big human dump on the top of a suitcase mm-hmm. because it's COVID and there's no bathrooms anymore that are public. There's no gyms that are open. Wow. Starbucks, everyone, there is nowhere to go relieve yourself if you are a homeless person. There just is not anymore. You've got to be creative wow. and there's nothing. So, you know, it just, <clears throat> anytime you feel guilty, know that um, the difference that separates people that have everything and people that have nothing is honestly just choices. And their choices are not your fault. Mm-hmm. That is a tough one. But yeah. It's rough. It's rough, but like I've been homeless, mm-hmm. so I feel like it's rough. You can't you can't feel bad for things. Look at Kylie Jenner out here with a billion dollars, acting like she has nothing. Like no, not a care in the world. She's like, I'm just gonna eat pizza today. Like put it on my Instagram. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't give a. F- mm-hmm. So I can go apartment and not feel like you know a bad person like Satan. Yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. <laughs> you're you're good bad is not gauged by i mean comparison to other people you know and yeah exactly what you were saying about choices it is just a matter of choices and something that's very sobering to realize is like it's not that many choices between here and being on the street it's honestly it could be two choices i could choose meth i could choose meth today and be homeless I'm in a month. I'm sure. One choice. Yeah. One choice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's world is month to month. And, and that's, and that's financially and maybe mentally sometimes as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we're just eking along by all of us as a society, especially right now. I feel like we were really thriving, Mm -hmm. but right now not. Well, I think, I think, I feel like right now we're, we're kind of in a collective cocoon and we'll see what happens. That's where I'll leave that. Really needed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I love you and I'm having a great time. I hope you are too. Me too. I'm having a blast. So, Allie, do you have anything you want listeners to know or check into? I wanted to read you that I thought you'd love. Yeah, go um, ahead. You know, about uh, talking about flow. Flow with it. You know, don't fight. Don't fight it. Also, don't panic towards it. There's no anxieties in this place. Mm. Um place of flow anxiety doesn't exist it that's for later and for before that's not for right here yeah so you know um and uh our goal for flow our uh spirit animal for flow is an otter okay <laughs> and we're gonna be straight chilling on our back with a snack on our tummy eating some seafood and holding hands on our other homies friends so we don't float away from each other and that's the vibe. That's the spirit animal for flow is just an otter mm-hmm. because it floats through the streams. Ease and happiness. And it's so chilling. It has, a, what more could you want? You're floating. You've got a shell to crack. You're going to eat some lunch right now. It's lit. Yeah. Your that's one of my, on. that's one of my all time favorite animals. It's a beautiful way to be. I honestly, when we are done with this, I'm probably going to change my background to an otter because that's where I really want to embody right now. I want to embody that flow big time. That Plus, ease I'm in that flow. Sea mm-hmm. water and see it just because like, I, want, I want the beach so bad and they won't let us have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I want to say that about the otter. And then creativity. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of creativity, this is the spark that you must allow. 
if you do not allow it, don't be your own wind blowing out your own spark, right? Because you can be your own problem, you know, got to get out of your own way mm -hmm. and a spark to be ignited and not piss on your parade. We're talking about how powerful our minds are, you know, we are our own best captors, you know, like, yeah, we are. Oh, you're not good absolutely. enough. Don't start that. You know, don't do that. You're not going to do well. <laughs> And do not allow that because that is number one. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I remember when I was first, my father and I first tried to move to Los Angeles and we were hanging out at the Sportsman's Lodge, that big um, hotel resort, really, on Coldwater Canyon and Ventura Boulevard in the Valley. And it's just big and beautiful. And he met a lady there and they started drinking. And then he went to her house in her car and then left me the keys to our car and said, come and get me later. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. So sure, whatever. I end up going to this lady's house. She's Juilliard trained, Shakespearean trained, and has no job and is crying with wine and my father, okay, in a house that's a studio in Studio City, which now is probably very much more expensive than it was at the moment that she was crying in it. Yeah. So you cannot allow, no matter how trained you are, no matter how amazing you are, no matter how, how much talent you have, if people put you down or if you put yourself down, you allow that to happen. Um, you're as complicit in it as anyone else putting you down. Yeah. So uh, be still and see what comes to light mm -hmm. and allow it to come to light. Mm -hmm. That flow part, there's a, a secret to achieving that is the letting go is the not being in control part is the submitting to the creative flow. Um, same thing with your life. You know, you, you can't let these negative voices either from yourself or from other people who will always have their opinion, stop you from, well, creating your reality. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. There's a big letting go. All of everything, it all is letting go, you know, not even thinking too, too much deeply into anything yeah. and just being, yep. just being. And, and, and for the comics out there, if anyone listens to this, that does comedy, think of the things that you say when you're around all your friends and everyone's pissing their pants because when you're at home, you're like, I can't come up with any jokes. I'm not funny at all. You need to think of real life situations. What were you talking about with the homies that you were so passionate about and you loved? And that's where that's where the gold is. That makes sense. The gold is natural. What you naturally speak of that makes people take note of you that makes sense yeah. yep if you let it come from you then that's enough right makes sense tune in yourself mm -hmm. Ooh, mm, i like that mm -hmm. i love that um love it awesome so now we're moving into our final segment it's called passions lately <gasps> oh ali what are you currently obsessed with honestly just cooking my own food. Ooh, tell me about your favorite recipe. Man, I've just been cooking it up recently. I think my next thing I'm going to tackle is chili rellenos. Rellenos. Because mm -hmm. never say that word literally ever, but it's my favorite thing in the world. And I want to try and make it on my own. It's just egg whites and cheeses and peppers. Oh, yeah, that one's easy. Chili rellenos is easy. But uh, just food and honestly just trying to um, – just get my life together in any ways that I can because with COVID, we can't go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. We can't go to the movie. We can't socialize. So we have to be creative in ways 
use this time wisely to improve upon ourselves in any way possible reading whatever makes you feel good you mm-hmm. know like i said i think it's important to also remember though if if you're not using if you're not able to use this time to actually improve yourself if all you're able to do right now is like survive that's okay too yeah. you know um i see so many people who are like you know I'm now a baker. I'm now a fitness instructor. I'm now whatever, you know, I'm a drag queen. Anyways, there's a ton of things you can fill it up with, but just like, remember that you also don't have to do anything, not to have expectations of yourself right now. Um, This is a crisis. This is a global trauma we are all experiencing. Oh yeah. Just remember that, you know, there's no expectations of anybody right now other than the ones we put on ourselves. I'm very happy to hear that you are improving yourself. I'm using the time to do that as much as I can too. I'm over here sitting like, I really like to improve upon myself, but like, like, but the reality is for the first month of this, I was drinking nonstop. Oh, me too. Smoking weed every five fucking minutes. Like, oh, I guess it's time to smoke weed for the 800th time today. Yeah. (laughs) I, I have definitely said that exact thing too. Yeah, so it took me a lot of bullshit to get to this point of, I think I'm going to clean. Let's get real. Okay. It literally took like 17 mental breakdowns to get to this point of maybe being okay. Yeah. You know, we discussed before the show some personal things that had happened in our lives. A little sad. But um, something that I did, I'm actually at 27 days of no alcohol because- Wow. Oh, yeah. Because just like you, that first month that this all happened, fucking March 24th, it was like, is it noon? Because it's time to drink. And, um, I, you know, that's fun. I think all of us, it said Americans were buying more booze than ever in like the country's history. We were all like, we're stuck at home. We're drinking. Fuck everything. Like literally all of us, every friend I knew was on their fourth bottle of wine by like four in the afternoon. They're like, fuck it all. Yeah. (laughs) Like I Dude, I got a gallon of vodka or a half gallon. I think it, I think it's almost a gallon. Trevor got a gallon of vodka. For the first time in my life, we got Costco-sized bottles of liquor in the house. And I was like, fuck it. Bloody Marys. <laughs> so for real, like I've really been backing off um, trying not to all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we just got to do whatever we can to survive right now. Uh, I know myself, uh, I'm looking forward to hitting my 30-day mark so I can like have a drink. Because like my yeah. goal, my goal isn't to be sober. My goal is to just like have that in check, you know, uh, yeah. put it back in its place where it needs to be, which is I- perfectly appropriate. Fully agree. Uh, myself lately, um, as you can see, as the listeners can't hear, I'm wearing my uh, Lady Gaga Stupid Love t-shirt. Um, that has been my passion lately. Um, I'm sad because Lady Gaga's album, Chromatica, uh, was supposed to come out on my birthday. Um, with everything going on, things got moved. Super sad. Um, but she did just release a new song yesterday called Rain On Me. And it is already my new obsession. Um, it's her and Ariana Grande. It's like a three-minute song. Super easy to digest. Um, <laughs> but very, very good. It actually sounds a lot like um, her stuff back when she was doing the Born This Way. You know, so it's very oh, dance. I- if anybody can bring us out of this um, quarantine with a little bit of happiness, I do believe it to be Lady Gaga. So that has been the thing I'm obsessed with lately. Yes, love it. I love Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. 
Allie, last question for the pod. What's the last thing that has happened to you that has made you purely happy? Getting this apartment. Mm. This is, this has been just the fact that, you know, my grandmother, my grandma passed away recently and that, that house that they always have is going to be gone now. And now I have somewhere to put her precious things. Like, as I look around this apartment, I see my mom's things, my grandma's things, my other grandma, my grandfather's camera. Now, the one that everything has trickled down onto, all these things I've looked at when I was a little girl and was like, Grandma, I want that one day. Oh, don't worry, honey. It'll be yours one day. Now, today's the day. So, just to have a home in such a scary world right now yeah. and in such an, a tumultuous time where I can have a sanctuary a with all of my friends is beyond anything. My wildest dreams is better than sex. I, this is yeah. Amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> so, I'm very proud of you and I'm very happy, happy for you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on eye to eye today, Ali O'Leary. Before we go, do you have uh, an Instagram or social media you want to give out to people if they want to follow your art? Yes. Um, my Instagram, even though I don't do a whole lot on it, is at Ali O'Leary, A-L-I-O-L-E-A-R-Y underscore O-G. And then you can find me on Facebook, just Ali O'Leary spelled the same way. And uh, hopefully it'll be the one with the mic in her hand. Will be me. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you so much for joining me on Eye to Eye today, Ali O'Leary. And thank you listeners for being here with us. Now go outside and get some sun. This episode of Eye to Eye was edited by Dylan Newman and the theme song written and performed by Emily Easley. Make sure to rate and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy podcasts today. Today.